0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fire It Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are record scores at this year's British Open, a recap from Royal St. George's. The bucks they ended Fear the deer, baby. The NBA Finals champion has been crowned. The NBA's up-and-comers gather together next week for the NBA draft. The world comes together to compete in the Olympics live from Tokyo. What is going on in New York? The guys dive into what is happening inside the Yankees organization. And finally, we wrap up with our blazing bets of the week. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cowell. Thanks, Colton.
1: Good to be here again on a Wednesday night Delaware, Ohio, in Matt's basement. We're uh, coming at you live again. And like Colton said, we're going to start with the British Open, kind of a recap of what happened uh, saw Oost Ust- Ust- Hazen fade again on Sunday, poor um, re- guy. Don't remind me. That was my but, uh, bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Terry went out on a limb there, and <laughs> picked Louis and King Louis didn't hold, didn't hold his <laughs> end of the bargain. Uh, Matt, you want to give us your thoughts on the British Open? Yeah, I mean, it looked like it was a great tournament. Uh, Usthasen, like you said, led
2: most of the tournament. However, uh, coming down the stretch, he he kind of sunk down, and uh, Colin Morikawa ended up winning this thing, shooting a 15 under. He was followed by Jordan Spieth at 13-under, and Ussie has ended up at third at 11-under. Um, you know, two of the guys that have been most talked about this year in golf, though, have been the ongoing feud between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, and that ended up with Koepka getting the better of DeChambeau again. He finished six at 8-under, while DeChambeau finished at 33 with 2-under. So, you know, there's a lot of good golf played here this weekend. It was a fun tournament, and uh, it's good to see uh, Morikawa come out with a win
0: absolutely uh you know an american american coming out on top going across the you know across there to to, to get a victory and a young guy getting, yeah. uh, getting a 20, victory. what 24 years old yeah yeah uh becomes only the, the second player to win the open and a pga championship before the age of 25 and wow. the only other person to do that tiger. the tiger woods mm-hmm. so you know he's in, in good company there there but uh just all around, you know, pretty consistent for, for Colin Morikawa. You know, every day was right there at the top of the leaderboard, just kind of hanging around. You know, was really it was his second shots, his approach shots, that, that really you know, set him apart, that, that, that really gave him the ability to, to win this thing. Um, you know, and that's that's been one of his keys or, or, or something that he really does excel at, you know, on the tour, is, is being a, a good ball striker. Um, and just really a great approach shot kind of guy setting him up, you know, setting himself up for, for easy birdie putts and you know eagle putts and things like that. So you it know, has to be real consistent. Yeah, 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 just a real. Consistent I got some guy. stats on that. Yeah, 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 real consistent guy that you know just doesn't and, and doesn't really fade in the moment. You right. know, he, he seems to be you know stay calm handles the pressure yeah. very
1: very well spoken young kid when he gave his pre- press conference after the game. Uh, very humble. Yeah, just sound like a really nice kid.
0: Yeah, but, uh, you know, I think, yeah, the big storyline, though, you know, you can take away from it, you know, like we talked about was, you know, Louis and you know, falling apart on the final final day again. So sixth career, second place in a major. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, you know, finishes actually third oh. at, at this, at this you know, God, this right. one. But, yeah, previous majors had finished in second place six different times. So, you know, we, well, Obviously, he has to wait now, almost a full year before he gets a shot at you know another major, another major. Uh,
2: another major. Yeah. Um, but but you know, I'll still take that paycheck in
0: the top five. You're still getting a pretty pretty. I nice, think yeah, right something something there, like so. just just shy of like seven hundred thousand yeah. or something like that. So not, not not a bad weekend's work. Not not, not bad, but uh, you know definitely. You know, that and it's crazy because the last time that he won a major was actually in two thousand eleven at, at the British the British mm-hmm. Open. So right. I think this one might have meant a little bit more right. to him or he, you know, really wanted to win this one, you know, really bad, but just that final round just can't can't put it all together. Three plays plays good for three rounds and then, you know, four And not I mean he wasn't terrible on Sunday, he was at plus
1: one, but you know, but. with, with Morikawa, you know, he's minus three the first day, minus six the second day. Minus two the third day and minus four the you know on Sunday so just put together a real consistent you know rounds of golf there. Um, he was fifteenth in driving accuracy. Morikawa was so mm-hmm. you know you know pretty close to the top there. And also he was fifteenth in gre- reaching the greens in regulation. Eleventh mm-hmm. um, in putts per green. Mm-hmm. So you know he's he's keeping his numbers down. But the number that kind of struck me was and they did it for whatever reason they only keep track of it on the 13th and the 15th hole but driving distance he was 61st in driving oh. distance hmm. okay. but like colton said he makes up for that by you know with his irons on his second shot yeah um you know he, he was averaging on those two holes only driving the ball 295 yards and uh, first place was 350 yards so <laughs> wow. yeah you know 55 yards difference but the thing is if you're not putting it where it needs to be, and you're not hitting a good second shot, and it really doesn't make any difference. So. Right, you
0: you got to play it, you know, from start to finish, from tee right. box to till right. you you know put that ball in the hole, and, and there's nobody right now more consistent at doing that than, than Morikawa. So yeah and, yeah, and
1: John Rahm finished tied for third too with Hazen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he, he was, was the favorite, I think, going into in, it. Yeah, so he, was, he had you know a good second round, um mm-hmm. six hundred on on Friday there, and then. Uh, Two under on Saturday and four under on
0: Sunday. So, yeah, um, that, that first round really, really was what you know did him, and he just didn't get. He got off to kind of a slow start there in the yeah. first round. Well, One so. stat,
1: and maybe you guys saw it. I didn't. I meant to look it up and I forgot. But mm-hmm. when was the, like the last time Americans have finished first
0: and second in the British Open. I'm pretty sure. I, 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 don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, you know that know that time. is would be something our, interesting. Our to guys look don't into. usually
1: fare that well. Right. But, you right. know, like we talked about last week, how that's just a A different kind of course you know Mm -hmm. the the uh the tall grass and the rough and just you know just a whole different kind of playing situation over there than than what they're used to over here so we usually don't fare well but i'll I'll have to go back and look at that just for my own my own curiosity but
0: yeah if americans finish first and second in the british open i don't remember the last time i saw that if
1: if i ever have
0: yeah yeah no it's um you know I think the the interesting thing for me is that there were so many people at the top of the leaderboard that were so many strokes under par. That's right. just not something you see in this in this British Open. Yeah. You know, yeah, this course must have really been set up. Yeah, yeah. I been. don't know. It just like, well. The weather was the weather was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, phenomenal by far, for for Britain. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, for for you know the British Open usually is kind of a overcast. You know, drizzle, Wet, rainy, you know, windy, windy but. You know that didn't show up this time. You know when they played there, and you know that probably contributed something to the lower the lower scores. Um, but yeah, that's just something that kind of sticks out to me right. is just how many guys were you know were able to to go that low, um, you know, consistently or you know do it do it that well over the the, the four rounds uh, because you know sometimes you see guys you know maybe the first couple rounds they they go low but then somehow. You know the golf gods get their revenge on on day three and four, where you hit into one of those deep bunkers and you're going from "Hey, man, I might birdie this hole" to "Hey, I just triple bogeyed this right. hole," and, and that still happened to, to to a few guys, you know, out there on the course. But you know, just not you know not as consistently as we've seen in in years past. So yeah, and you know,
2: in this tournament, we spoke a little bit about money. We spoke a little bit about drives. Uh, a guy who may have lost some money because of his drives and driver. Well, uh, because of his mouth. Uh, well, I mean. Yeah, really, his mouth. But uh, Bryson DeChambeau said some said some things about his driver, and right. he, he may be losing a sponsor there in that deal. But you know, he he did come back around. His drives were really good that last day. That's what got him back in the thick of this thing. Yeah, I
0: think that that's something that he can kind of you know he can play on obviously we're done with majors in golf but obviously the golf season's not over at this point right. there's still several tournaments to go so i think he does have a little bit of momentum that he can use because in that yeah, he, final round i think he, round. i think he birdied like five holes in a row or birdied right. you know quite a few holes there on the on the final round and you know shot two under you know compared to his first few you know three days he was you know way up there on the leaderboard yeah. and and really, you know, skyrocketed up there on the final day. So I think that's a little bit of momentum he has, you know, that he can take, you know, going forward. Yeah, hopefully for he can the, build off of that. Yeah, build, build off of that, you know, for the rest of the Because can season. you imagine if uh,
2: him, him and Kepka were really battling it out, you know, with with each other instead of being so far apart? It'd, yeah. It'd be a lot more fun. Right, mm-hmm.
0: right. Yeah. And at this point, you know, Kepka's getting the better of He of, is. Uh, every week. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. It, I think it –
1: He's letting his game do the talking, although he's doing a little talking of his own as well. Right,
0: right. uh, But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they, you know, if they can somehow, you know, play well together or play, you know, consistently where they do somehow get matched up, you know, in in a tournament or something like that. that'd be fun. And and see, you know, the fireworks that may come out on on that. I'd tune in. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I think a lot of, you know, not even you know people that don't necessarily follow golf. I right. think would would still tune so, in just, to, yeah, just because watch of the, the banter right, or whatever right. might be going on. Right, absolutely. Yep.
1: All right, well, let's move on to the NBA. Um, you know the the playoffs are over a game early game. You know the the Bucks closed them out in six. Um, I guess my question is, what happened to Phoenix? Yeah, I, I they won that. two games and then basically they got swept. I right. mean, you know they got. They won two games that didn't mean anything.
0: Right, it's not over. You got yeah, to exactly. win four. Yeah, exactly. So
1: and they and they lost four in a row. So yeah. tell me what tell me your thoughts on it, Terry. What what happened to Phoenix?
3: Well, to me, I think it just came down to, to me. It looked like they totally changed their game plan. Mm-hmm. They went away with what what was successful for them in the first two games. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton was basically invisible. I mean, instead of running the offense through him, I think it was four of twelve if or something like that yeah, in this in game six. Yeah. yeah, and he he to me he didn't look like he was much of a presence inside as he was the first two games. He kept trying to challenge everyone, one you know, instead of kicking it out when he when he had the open uh, the open man. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely a, a giant momentum swing oh, in the, in yeah. the series. Um, you know. And, but I think you also have to go back to, you know, some of the series before, you know, that the Bucks played in. Like, let's not, you know, take away the Bucks were down against the Hawks. They were yeah. down against yeah. the Nets. They got better they they, each they, time. they 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 always found a way to win. They always found, you know, they, they – found that second year which is what it right. takes to be great in these in these in these playoffs I think you, you really got to give a
2: lot of credit to their coaching staff yeah, for, for and, being and, able to
0: yeah, come up with say, a game and it's crazy it
1: came down to I think the I the Phoenix got out coached yeah. yeah. I mean yeah, I got to totally. put I got to put the blame And
0: it's crazy because there were rumors during the season this whole season that that if Budenholzer you know Mike Budenholzer didn't win a championship he was getting the ax wow. and, and look what the bucks have done. You know, I mean, they've been now he can write his own checks. Right. Now, I think. It, because there were even talks, you know, when Rick Carlisle left the Mavericks, people were already saying,
1: Stay Oh, he's probably going to go
0: to Milwaukee because the bucks ain't going to make it out of the play. They're going to lose, you know, in the second round or, you know, third round, you know, they're not going to make it to the finals. Here we are. He, he made the adjustments that it takes because, you know, like dad said, the bucks, uh, looked awful in those first two games. They looked out of sorts. They didn't have a game plan to stop the Suns. Then, you know, the next four games. The Complete flip-flop. The script flipped, and I think you do have to give, you know, some of that to coaching that they were able to get Phoenix out of their rhythm, a, a, you know, make them do things that they weren't comfortable a- at doing, right. that, that, that didn't get them to where they were in the finals. Yeah. And, also,
3: and, too, look at the first two games. Chris Paul had an amazing first two games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, it seems like they put the clamp on him. Yeah, Drew Holiday
0: really, really stepped up. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. the guy that was primarily guarding, guarding Chris Paul and, 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 you know, really, really got him out of his rhythm, really wasn't like the facilitator or, you know, the floor general that mm-hmm, we're used mm-hmm. to seeing. And I think that that was the difference. Was you know, it, it seemed like before Game Six, Game Four, and Game Five, Devin Booker you know lit yeah, the world on fire, yeah. he was trying to put that team on his back. But yeah. this didn't get didn't get any help from anybody else. Right, right. And then last night, Booker has an off night. You know, doesn't you does know, doesn't play as well. Chris Paul steps up, but you know, Booker doesn't have a great night. So yeah. it, it's one of those things that they just weren't able to put it all together like they were in games one and two, right. um, and, and I just, you know, it's unfortunate to see for the Suns because you know I, I know I was pulling for the Suns to to win to get for Chris Paul's sake sure. to get that right. that, right. that right. You, yeah. you know elusive yeah. uh, NBA Finals trophy, and uh, from what I'm hearing, it, it sounds like you know CP3 says I'm not hanging up the hanging up the shoes. I'm, I'm this NBA Finals loss is not put me in retirement yeah. i'm good for him the hit. Suns are
2: crazy if they don't try to bring this team back for another oh run. yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, because yeah. i mean
0: outside of chris paul their team is is a group of young right. guys that they yeah. are all like pretty much on their rookie rookie deals yeah. uh, outside i think devin booker's on a, on a big deal but everybody mm-hmm. else's you know draft picks that they have drafted over the last you know five drafts or so but, you know, I,
2: I i think the biggest downfall for the Suns in these last four games were the, actually the monster game of eight in those first two games I, I think he really started to buy into his own hype a little too much mm-hmm. and started playing outside of himself okay he, he wasn't he wasn't taking just those easy dunks. he was trying to take you know 10 15 footers foul line extended and that's it's not his game mm-hmm. he's was, he was taking shots that aren't good shots for him instead of passing it out getting deeper in the lane he, he wasn't playing the same game he was early on I, I think he started to buy into himself a little a little more than he should have. Yeah. If the Suns could have kept playing more team ball, I, I think this series could have been a little
1: different. I think I saw that a lot. You look at those. If you were to go back, I think, and watch those first two games and the average number of passes that Phoenix was throwing to each other before they shot the ball compared to what they were doing in these last four games, right. I think you'd see a big difference. Um, they just weren't snapping that ball around like they did in those first yep. couple games, mm-hmm. you know, around the perimeter, in into the post and back out. Um, you know, if you look at the stats between the two te- teams, they're pretty even. The only one that maybe stood out to me a little bit was the Suns got out-rebounded by over seven boards a game. Mm. So, you know, yeah. that, that's a pretty significant stat. Um, right. You know, and then watching the game last night, it's like, you know, the, they both kind of got off to a shaky start, and then the Bucks kind of poured it on. Then they fell apart in the second quarter only scored 13 points, I thought – Okay, Phoenix is going to, you know, they're going to they're going to tie this series up and we're going to a game 7 and then right. you know, they then the Bucks turn around, they come back in the third quarter and then the, then the Phoenix went on a run at the end of the third quarter. Right, right. Ended up the third quarter tied at 77 apiece and it it was a show. I mean, it was a good game to watch, mm-hmm. but you know, they came out on top and I guess one thing, you know, we've been harping on and of course all the fans, they do the countdown when Giannis <laughs> is at the line and the blah blah blah, but for his career, he's a seventy one percent free throw shooter. Mm. In the finals, he only shot sixty-six percent. Last night's game, eighty-nine percent. Yeah, seven of 19 yeah. I think. Of, 19. Yeah, yeah. of nineteen. yeah, seventeen of nineteen. So, uh, yeah. So you know, he stepped up. He you know, he's proven he's he's a big big time player, clutch player when the when the heat's on, you know, obviously he's gonna step up. He doesn't shy away from yeah, it. That was so. the point
2: I was gonna make. we we've, we've been kind of saying what happened to the Suns, but you know, really Giannis, Giannis, has arrived. You know he proved yeah. in this series he's he's a guy up there the caliber of the LeBrons and, and the guys that can lead you to a championship. Yeah. He finished that final game with 50 points, 14 rebounds, five blocks, yeah. two assists. I mean yeah. that was a heck of a stat line. Yeah. I mean that guy earned his MVP. Yeah, yeah. I Over- think he
1: averaged 35 points a game, 13 mm-hmm. rebounds, mm-hmm. and five assists. I yeah. mean that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, like like Matt said, he's he's proven he can he can carry a team. Through the final and
0: to go with that stat line, yeah, he and, and shot nearly sixty two percent from the from the floor. Right. I mean, so Incredible. you know, almost you know, six out of ten times he's making the shot when he's you know letting that ball out of his hands, he's making it. Six just out just 10. imagine
2: what he could do if he could add a little distance to his, his right, shooting. Right, I think if, if I think he's getting yeah. there. And and he, he's getting there. and
1: it's not a bad three point. It's the mid range that I see maybe when the defense is maybe a little tighter. I mean, obviously he's a strong kid down in the post, and he's gonna punish you down there, but uh, maybe work on that mid-range game is the only weakness I see in it, but he's got great court vision, you know, he crashes the boards, he protects the rim, he's, you know, he, he's a two-way player. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's it's
0: crazy to think, you know, it, the Bucks have come such a long way because let's not forget the year that Giannis was drafted back in 2013, the Bucs won Fifteen games, wow. fifteen games, and then look where they, you know, look how far they've come in that in that short. Yeah, you just you know, to look like, at them
2: on anybody's schedule. Oh, that's a win. Yeah, there's a win. <laughs> there's a win, and and, and
0: and and it's kind of funny because they won fifteen games in his rookie season. They won sixteen games in this postseason. You know, four games in the first round, right. four second. <laughs> you know, four in the Eastern. Yeah. So wow. they actually won more games. You know, in this postseason in the than, they won, than they won in his whole first rookie season. Wow. So they they've come a long way, and he's been. The guy that's been that catalyst, that's been the, you know the, the anchor for for that team, and you know hats off to him for for winning that MVP, you know very well deserved. And, and, and the only way to celebrate, you get fifty points, you go out and get a nice fifty-piece chicken McNugget <laughs> at Chick Fil A, celebrate with that you know that MVP trophy in your in your in your car, and and have your nice fifty-piece from Chick Fil A. So, well, you know. and how
2: you got to feel to be a holiday and. Um, Middleton, they got to jump right on a plane and head to Tokyo. They don't even get to celebrate. Yeah. Same, same with Devin Booker. Devin Booker. As well. that, that's going to be Devin an Booker awkward well. flight for him to have to be with those two. Guys <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I,
1: I think it'll be interesting to see the three of them play. I think you'll see them gel pretty good. Though. Yeah, I mean, usually this I mean, wasn't really a contentious series. Like yeah. you kind of yeah. didn't get chippy. They were fighting each other. No, it you know? didn't get chippy, um, which I was glad to see. The sportsmanship was. You know, top-notch, I thought, wasn't, you know. No, and
0: even, even Monty Monty Williams, the coach of the Suns, actually went into the locker room of the Bucks after the game was over and, you know, congratulated the yeah, Bucs. These you are know.
2: two teams full of role models because they, they weren't yeah. guys leaving the court just because they, they were losing they were right. and not happy about right. it. Right. I won't, won't say names, but I think we all know who I'm talking they, about. And yeah. I mean,
0: they all – I think at the end of the day, though, you can say that everybody left it – on the court, I mean, they left it. Everybody, yeah, well, yeah. Call. I think it was,
1: yeah, not to say that it wasn't competitive and right. guys didn't give a hundred percent, right? They just didn't get chippy like you kind of saw in some of the some of the games. Um, so no, that was
0: it was fun to watch. Absolutely. I, you know,
1: I was surprised. I had Phoenix pick to win it in game in seven, but you know, it was I, what it I
0: is. knew that Phoenix was kind of in trouble when when the Bucks were able to steal one in Phoenix. Right. We've talked about it before. The, the they Bucks didn't play the, well on the road. The yeah. Bucks are the best team. on at home, I mean, the best team at home, mm-hmm. and Phoenix had a tall, you know, mountain to climb already. Going back to Milwaukee right. with, you know, being down in the series. series, so online, they yeah. were going to have to play, you know, an ex, you know, an all-time level like a level we saw in Game One and Two in order to have yeah. a real shot to. To, to win and to it, win it really night. was
2: a close game i mean yeah. it took a herculean effort for anna takumbo to right, to, right. to
0: get that win and that championship oh so, yeah, right. yeah, I mean, yeah it was
1: a great absolutely. game yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun to watch all right well let's move on to the draft i know we all kind of went at this thing this nba draft different ways and kind of kind of looked at what some guys looked at what teams needed other guys looked at like the top names that are going and the teams that are might be want want to take him. I think everybody's agreed that Cade Cunningham is going to be your overall <laughs> your number 1. Number. Uh, yeah. You know, and, it it and, sounds
0: like no matter who is picking cuz I'm hearing, you know, Pistons maybe trying to trade that number 1 pick to the Rockets and the Cavs to some, you know, other teams that are a little bit lower, but you know, I think no matter who's picking that number 1,
1: it's Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham yeah, you know, he's a 6'8 forward, freshman or freshman guard. Out of uh, Oklahoma State, you know, six eight two twenty. So I mean, he's a big, a big guard. He, yeah, he's a, he's put together quite well. So I think you know the physicality of the NBA game will uh, not be an issue for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I and I what I read is you know they there was maybe some talks of trade, but. The last thing I saw is that the Pistons thought that they would keep the number one, overall number one pick and take Kate Cunningham. Yeah, and I
2: I had right here their biggest need was a primary ball handler and a scorer. He checks both those boxes. And I
0: think at this point, you know, the Pistons sitting at 20 and 52, um, they obviously need talent wherever they can get it. So it's not about, you know, a need or, or a fit. It's about. Who's the best available, yeah, you know? When and you're He's picking number one, so it. there's nobody better available than 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 Cade Cunningham with with the number one pick there. Right. So,
1: so at number two, you got the Houston Rockets. Um, yes. And Colton, who do you think Houston's
0: going to take? Um. So you know what kind of what I was reading or or, or seeing that you know obviously the Rockets are in kind of full rebuild mode after moving on from the James Harden, the Russell Westbrook, yeah. you know, experiment, experiment. You know, all, all that stuff. You know, all that is gone and and you know, have moved on from all those big big time players that they had in Houston. So definitely they, you know, need to fit, you know, feel and they, they need to find some some players and, and some guys that can, you know, help them out in this in this rebuilding stage. But I I'm reading some stuff that they also are looking for like a big big time ball handler that can run the pick and roll style that, that you know similar to what Phoenix runs there there in Phoenix. And and, and I, I think so so for that you know, I think they could go. You know, Jalen Jalen Green uh, sticks out in, in my man, my mind. Um, a, a guard that actually didn't play in college, go you know, forego, the, you know. Yeah, the, I, the I the got Jalen Green
1: at, at going to Houston as well, and that. But I don't know, you know, he played in the G League, so right, right.
0: And, I mean, and had a very good, I think, averaged over fifteen points, or oh know, yeah. close to twenty points. Great a game. stat, but you never get the but, same but play. But you, you never know what you're, you know, what you're getting. Yeah, obviously, he's going up against you know other, you know, elite NBA talent there in the. I was going to say, what, what, what's
2: your opinion of the G League? Do you think that's better than an NCAA, a top tier NCAA team? Yeah, or, I just, or, or do you think it's it's, it's, it's worse. hard
1: for me to judge because I don't think they get the time to gel as a team so much you see guys going up e- and down all yeah time. yeah it's just so much one-on-one stuff yeah and, and it seems
0: like to me and i've i've seen like some documentaries and read some articles about guys that have played in the g league and they say it's literally like it's like an all-star game every every night in the g league where it's running everybody's gun. out for their own they're they're right. trying to you know be the best the best so that they can get that you know it's elusive call up to the NBA to, to yeah. show what they can truly do.
2: See, I and, think that kind of defeats the purpose of what the NBA was trying to do with yeah, that. Right. It league. was and supposed
1: to be, it was the old D league, yeah, but the they didn't like the connotation of a D that was, but the D stood for d- development, yeah. you know, like you're supposed to be developing players. Yeah. And I, to me, that's not what it's turned into. Um, so, you know, I, I guess not knowing, but one thing I did read about Jalen Green is that some of the guys that do the scouts that we're watching him play. And I think, people that are looking at him from Houston um they compare his game to Devin Booker uh yeah. same style of Take game that. as Devin Booker so yeah. Yeah. you know uh, obviously big shoes to fill there if he's gonna you know be a, the next Devin Booker but right. um yeah. yeah the
0: only knocker you know kind of you know criticism I've seen is yeah he's a great scorer can really score the ball but not not a great defender and, and you know in today's NBA you know who really plays defense anymore but you have to play some level of mm-hmm. defense, um, you know, because you saw it in the two teams that were playing in the finals. You know, maybe not the best teams in the NBA at defense, right. but were you know towards the top when it comes to defense. So right. I, I think it's something you still have to value a little bit. But uh, you know, that's something that can be that can be taught. And that is something you you know can mm-hmm. develop. But definitely, you know, a scorer, but you know, needs to work on his defensive side of the game to to be one of those top level guys. So
2: I guess my other question about him is, you know, why did he decide? G League over over college. I mean, Was well, yeah. it about the money? Because they don't, don't get paid why, that much.
1: I don't so. know why guys decide that. I don't know if they
0: – I mean, if you look at it, was it, was it, it may not be a lot, or? but it's a lot more – you don't get nothing when you're in cop. Obviously, well, now you things, will, but, things have yeah. changed now, but
2: obviously they didn't have that opportunity a year ago. So. But, but, but if your primary focus is getting the money, like to me that never seems to work out on the guy what, who just wants what, the what cash because they, they get complacent.
3: What about LaMelo Ball? chose not to go overseas yeah he was the went
0: went overseas went to the year different you know different route and you know we saw i don't know it's i think it's a mixed mixed bag because i mean you're definitely for every one or two guys that do make it in this g Mm -hmm. league or that you know forego college or you know decide to go play one year overseas i think for every one or two or maybe five guys that that have a success you're gonna see 10, 20, 30 guys that, yeah. that don't you never that, hear of it. That, that you know, just blow out or you know, or a washout. Yeah. And, and then, uh,
2: also LaMelo, I don't think is a good comparison because he, he went overseas because of mistakes his dad made. Yeah. And he couldn't go he couldn't go to college because they were taking money with the with the big baller brand and yeah. and all that. So he, he didn't have a choice. He had to go overseas. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't really I don't compare that as far as those guys who are just going strictly for the money. And because I, I feel the money guys just get complacent. They, mm-hmm. Their game never truly develops into what it should. Right. So I right. think that's
1: just something to keep an eye on. Oh, yeah, definitely. All yeah. right. Anything else on the number two pick overall? Nope. He's nope. I think right. we can move on. Number three, the Cavaliers. The hometown, the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Yep, yep. I got uh, Evan Mobley. Yeah, yeah. Seven a... foot uh, forward out of USC. Yep. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I, Cleveland obviously needs help everywhere, like, all these top probably four or five pick teams do. So I don't know if you can go, if, if this guy pans out, I don't think you can go wrong.
0: Yeah, I think this needs to develop, uh, you know, like we talked about with Giannis, needs to develop a little bit of a shooting touch. Can score a little bit from the mid range, you know, uh, kind of a versatile, you know, power forward slash center. So a little bit more mobile. The comparison that comes to my mind when I see him play or when I look at him is a. Um, Oh shoot! Uh, Rudy Gobert from from okay. the Jazz. Right. He he you kind of has that, that kind of lanky well, lanky build to him, and kind of just you know yeah. real long armed. And, and well, just, the
3: comparison, I thought too was maybe like a like a DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe yeah. Uh,
0: the, the problem with DeAndre or- Jordan is he can't shoot it from yeah. the well, he outside of he will. So yeah. I, I
3: thought the kind of the build and and it, yeah. I seen him play with his back to the basket a couple of times, mm-hmm. and I, I just
0: I yeah, I, that, I think. But you know, like I said, the Cavs when, when these teams are picking up towards the top. It's not because they no. they have, a, a, yeah, they have deep, a roster full of stars. Right. right. So the, the nice thing with the Cavs is they do have quite a few young stars that they have right. drafted because mm-hmm. they have historically been bad here the last yes, couple couple, couple seasons. Yeah. So they do have a lot of top-loaded talent because they have been picking towards the top. So I think you add another guy like Evan Mobley, and, and I think he fits right in into what the Cavs are, are, are trying to do. And potentially if you're trying to move away from Kevin Love or mm. you know whatever – I think this guy can can fill in and give you you know some quality yeah. defense. Are know. they
2: ever really trying to move away from Kevin Love? He's been trying to get out of there for years. I don't know. I, know. I don't know.
1: Anywhere. I don't know what they're doing
0: with, with, with Kevin know. Love. It doesn't make any One sense. One thing
1: I read on Mobley, he's, he's a two way player, so he is going to give you some defense, some rim protection, you know, at the other on the other end of the floor. So
0: yeah, that, that's why Rudy Gobert came to my mind sure, when I was thinking, you know, yep, thinking I agree. That, so
1: yep, yep. But if we go go down to this next team, Toronto,
2: I actually have Mobley being a great fit for them. I think yeah. that's exactly what they would need. They need a big man. Or the next thing they should be looking at is a replacement for Kyle Lowry, who's gonna, coming up on a free agency. He's probably not going to be there much longer. So, yeah. you know, I, I think those are the two things they really need to
1: look at. That's the route I went as a replacement for Lowry. So I kind of threw Jalen Suggs in there it's yep. a yep. The, the number four pick. So, yeah. uh, you know, guard the guard out of Gonzaga, 6'4", 205. You know, obviously, a team that's been uh, well storied here recently, very good ball team from out west. So, yeah, and I, I think with Kyle Lowry being a free agent, um, you gotta you gotta think about replacement for him. So. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Jalen
0: Suggs is, is the pick here because he can also not only point guard, but he can also be. He's kind of a combo guard, mm-hmm. so he can play that shooting guard position too, mm-hmm. and and not only. Maybe the Raptors moving on from Lowry, but they could potentially also lose a wing player. Gary Trent Jr. is, is going to be a free agent. They're hoping to resign him, but you never know how free agency is going to go. So if you can keep maybe keep Kyle Lowry or, you know, I think he can fit into either spot. Mm. If you lose a wing, okay, he can fit into that role. If you lose, you know, point guard, he can fit into the point guard role. So I think Jalen Suggs makes the most sense for, for the Raptors here. So. Right.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't know how far down in the weeds you guys want to go. I went down to like the tenth pick. Yeah, I got I got, I got all the way to ten. Orlando's got, got, the got number yeah, five number five minutes. and number eight. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then I think that are for their fifth pick. I got Scotty Barnes out of Florida. Yeah, Florida six State. Eight, Florida State. Florida State. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, six eight two twenty five, uh, lanky kid. Seven foot
0: three wingspan. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he's
1: you know takes up a lot of space in yeah. there. Yeah. And then uh, Keon Johnson a guard out of Tennessee for their number eight pick.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, number five, I, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, Scotty Barnes there it makes sense. Um, after after their Magic traded Aaron Gordon to the mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. this, you know, this past, you know, uh, NBA trade deadline time, I think they need another kind of lengthy wing defender, um, and, and their Scotty Barnes really fits that mold really, right. really well. Uh, the only thing I, I do differ, though, the eighth pick, I, I have actually – the guard out of Arkansas, Moses Moody, um, mm-hmm. because the Magic also need a lot of a lot of scoring. They need some perimeter offense um, as well. Because um, Gary Harris, who is you know often injured, player is actually entering free agency, so you don't know if you're going to be able to re-sign him. And then the only other guy that you know has the potential to be kind of a perimeter you know offense is Markel Fultz, and he's kind of a streaky three-point shooter. And I think Moses Moody, you know, freshman out of out of Arkansas. You know, lit the world on fire. A, a pretty, pretty good score from 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 deep and out from the outside. So I think you know they they take him with the with the eighth pick.
1: Okay. Well, I thought I went a different uh, possibility if they didn't take Keon Johnson. Okay. Would have been the shooting guard out of UConn, that James Booknight out of mm-hmm. out of UConn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but biggest,
3: I biggest riser they said so far. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. got
1: I had him you know for that scoring guard mm-hmm. maybe if, if they decided um, to not take Keon Johnson, but. Is, guard, they is don't, guard
2: a big need for them, to, I thought they picked one up in a trade when they were trading all these guys out. Didn't they bring a pretty decent a guard
1: in? They
0: got to have a scorer. I, I mean, the Magic are, they need help. I mean, yeah. they, they basically have re-entered a, a rebuild is again.
2: It, is, is Fultz a guard? What? Yeah, he's
0: a, he's a guard, it's but he's man. just not a great perimeter okay. scorer. He, yeah. he just doesn't shoot I guess the ball. I was thinking that was going to
2: be their, their yeah. fill in the guard, because I, I have in here that they need probably and, and a, Moses a forward Moody, and a big.
0: Moses Moody is more of a, of a shooting guard, where mm-hmm. Markel Fultz is more of, of a... Of a point guard, right. a scoring point okay. guard, so, so they could complement. Yeah, nice, a nice combo uh, that that you know will fit fit nicely. So, right. moving on then to the sixth. Well, I got one. Oh, oh, oh sixth pick. Okay, go ahead. Pick, no, good. Yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, I, uh, well, I
1: got James Booknight going to OKC. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, for me, I got uh, you know the, the Thunder. Uh, they got a lot of options. They got six picks just in this draft alone. <laughs> three in the first round and three in the second round. So. They're obviously in, in rebuild mode. They, they, you they, know, they, they trade Kim, for Kimball Walker. Right. I don't even know if he's going to play a single game for them. I'm hearing rumors that they're probably going to either try to trade him or, or just let him go and, and, you know, try to, you know, whatever, stock mile some more picks. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that they go another kind of question mark. I think they go Jonathan Kuminga, which mm. is kind of a power forward, small forward. And another guy that chose to forego a season in college and play in the G League. League. Yeah, I think that's who I had. I I think this one is a little bit more of a question mark um, than than maybe Jalen Green. He did average, I think, around 15 points a game, but. Not a great shooter. Not, right. I mean, I think he shot like in the 20s and 30s mm-hmm. from anything outside of you know within the painted area. So yeah,
3: I think I seen like twenty seven. Has a has some, a
0: ton yeah. of a ton of upside. Side, you yeah. know, a lot of raw yeah. talent there, and you know, being only 18, 19 years old, a lot of you know room for growth. They were but, saying he's a project. But what are you yeah. what are you gonna get? You know, you don't right. know what your good you're size get? kid. He's yeah. six eight two yeah. twenty. Yeah. Good good, right. good size. I kid. had him
1: going to the Warriors though in the seventh. Yeah. The pick, one guy
3: so. said he was a space eater. He called him right, or something. Right so.
0: I, I think they go go that route. You know, they they obviously need some need some help everywhere yeah. there in, in Oklahoma City. Um, yeah, looking
2: looking at this, I thought their biggest need would, would be a center to replace uh oh, the, the guy Stephen they sent out Adams, for Kimber. Steve Adams. Uh, yeah, Steve Adams, Adams as yeah. well. But yeah. or Al Horford. Uh, yeah, yeah Horford is yeah. Yeah, so They could was yeah.
1: thinking uh, of. Replacement for him, so power forward center
2: type guy. It's yeah, who yeah. I thought they'd be looking Definitely. For there.
1: Well, since we went this far, I at least got to go to number my number nine pick. Number nine. Oh, yeah. What about seven? No, I skipped the Well, I already said mine. I said Kaminga okay, well, to the Warriors.
0: Okay, well, seven is where it kind of gets interesting because the Warriors, I'm, don't hearing a lot much, of, so. I'm hearing a lot of things that the Warriors may not be holding on to this pick. Uh, maybe, yeah, I, I did hear that as well. I, I'm hearing that they want to try to use this as some draft, you know, their draft capital and, and possibly move, you know, to get somebody a proven starter in, in the NBA, possibly a Ben Simmons or a Damian Lillard. Or even a Bradley Beal from Washington uh, to to complement their already loaded roster. Um, I don't know how they how they add any more you know all stars to that right. team, but somehow they they have the possibility to do that. But I think if they hold on to this pick, I actually have them taking um, Davion Mitchell, the guard out of out of Baylor. Um, he's kind of a I think he'll he'll complement. He he'll be a nice backup to Steph because he does maybe some of the things that Steph isn't necessarily known mm. for he's kind of a gritty defender that that you know can make plays as a point guard yeah. as well uh, where you know Steph is more known for his outside shooting more of his offense and not the greatest of defenders. Um, So I think Davion Mitchell would be a nice kind of backup to Mm -hmm. to to complement Steph Curry. If if they
2: trade for Simmons, I think that would be great because that fits the biggest need I think they have is is a a defensive guy in the mold of Iguodala when he was there. You know, I I think that would be great for them. But if they don't do that, I think that's what they should be going after as a Mm -hmm. defender. They don't Mm -hmm. need more scoring. Or if they're not going to get a defender also, then look for somebody who can replace Draymond Green because he's looking to be on his way out here in the next few years as well. So now we
1: can move on to that all number right. nine pick. <laughs> so. Got my boy coming out of Ann Arbor, oh boy. Franz Wagner. All right, all going right. to the Kings at okay. number nine. All right. Oh. So, I'll tell you, in a lot of the
2: mocks, he he's up there anywhere from three to nine. I yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at him. He had a great tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah Six nine two twenty.
1: Yes. Uh, you know, small forward. We'll see. I, you know, I th- you know his brothers already playing in the NBA. Um, you know, I think his game will transition well too. He's proven to be a smart player, uh, yeah. Like I said, I got him going number nine to Sacramento Kings. Yeah, for, I,
0: for that one I had Kai Jones okay. from Texas. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I got a I got a different small forward. I actually got that Corey Corey Kispert from mm-hmm. from Gonzaga, wow. who you know was a okay. pretty pretty big catalyst for that you know uh, champion not championship but you know runner up I guess right. in the in the NCAA tournament. You know, very key to to that team's success, um, and I, I think it makes sense. Maybe to go, you know, forward or, you know, a wing player because uh, from what I'm hearing, the Kings are likely going to be moving on from Harrison Barnes, their, mm-hmm. their, their you know, staple that they've had there at the wing position mm-hmm. uh, for, for the last Bogger's couple of years. Wagner's shown he can play that position. Right, right. And I think they need they need somebody to fill those shoes to be a scorer. And I think you can, you know, if it, whether it's Franz or whether it's, you know, Corey Kispert or Kai Jones or whoever steps in there. Has to kind of fill that void as a, as a scorer. Right. Well, so. and, and
2: Sacramento needs somebody who can play defense because they had one of the worst defenses in the league this year. <laughs> so I I think getting that as he he does play defense right. well as well. That guy out of Michigan. So yeah. I, I think he would be a great fit for them.
1: Okay. Oh, well, you we might also do number ten. Oh yeah, absolutely. I got it. So let's get it. That's the Pelicans. Yes. And actually, I had the guy that you had going to the Warriors at okay. Devion Mitchell. Okay. Uh, Devion Mitchell going to a guard out of Baylor going. And, but for the same reasons that you said, mm-hmm. the toughness, um, you know, the defense, and yes. I, I think that's what the Pelicans need. Yes. Um, they're a team that, you know, their defense is not good, you know, and to, a guard to run things with, you know, their bigs down there. Um We'll see
0: how, how that works out. Yeah. I, I got the biggest need for them being defense and, and shooters for them because obviously your two staples right now, Zion and, and Brandon Ingram are, mm-hmm. are gonna carry the load when it comes to the scoring. So then sure. you just need people but they're not they're not known as great defenders. So you gotta have some other, you know, people that are gonna play, you know, some defense and then when those guys get double teams or triple teams or, you know, whatever, you got to have some shooters yeah, out there. to I had somebody who can knock down the three ball. And so really for me, I, I got, I got Keon Johnson, the shooting guard out of Tennessee, you know, fall, okay. falling, down here. Um, okay. And, and didn't average a whole lot of points, you know, in, in college, only played the one season, I believe in, in Tennessee uh, averaged, I think 11, 11.3 points per game, but also 1.1 steals. So I think he's kind of a, Could potentially be. I don't know that he's going to be a guy that's going to come in day one and just you know light the world on fire, but I think he has a ton of ton of upside. But is a great two way guy Mm -hmm. that's going to give you some you know some needed offense. Has to improve his shooting just a little bit, but uh, you know I think is is a is a great on ball defender. So I think that's something that that the Pelicans definitely definitely need there. Yeah, I
2: know we only talked about the the top ten picks, but you know what, there there is a lot of. A lot of quality players in this draft. There's not a lot of superstars, yeah. but I think there are a lot of really quality shooters. I think you'll even find some good shooters coming out of the second round. Uh, a guy like Dwayne Washington out of Ohio State, I think he's going to be able to help a team out there shooting the ball. Uh, the guy who beat the Buckeyes in the first round,
0: his name slips my
2: mind yeah. right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I, I think yeah.
0: he'll, he'll do something in the NBA as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I the, the question mark for me is, you know, we, we talk about these top-level guys. Um how about how about Jalen Johnson, the the guy that you know was the top you know one of the top recruits coming into the you know coming into the season? Obviously went to Duke to play you know a top program there, and then didn't have what you would call you know a typical you know freshman season at, at Duke, and actually left halfway through it, uh, and, and due to some some injuries and some you know potentially his camp not getting along with the Duke camp, so. A lot of big question marks there, so it'll be interesting to see if somebody takes a chance with a lottery pick there on a guy that you know we don't we don't know that that much that much about, and and, and you know it's still young and, and still has a ton of upside, but does he have some character issues there that you know you just don't know what what you're gonna get? So. Have you seen a projection on him at all? Well, I saw I saw some stuff that he was still like a a, a top you know top 14 stop you know top lottery pick, so. Uh, Looking at it, it looks like somebody is still going to take a chance on him somewhere in that mm-hmm. top 14 mm-hmm. picks. You know, it, it just depends on how how early they 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 take a chance on him. So uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see you know what what teams decide to decide to do with that with that situation. So, all right,
1: well let's move on to the Olympics. Uh, hopefully, we get to see the Olympics. Yes. You know, they said there's still a question that they could. Cancel the whole thing with the with the COVID nineteen cases in the Olympic Village. So I mean, you know, they're already not letting fans in, athletes and coaches only. I think so. Um, uh, I don't know. I'm a little worried, but you know, I, I guess for me, the two sports that I'm looking to forward to most is obviously men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how you know you've had a lot of movement, guys getting. Accepted and then injuries or not, you know, wanting to play, they need they need time to recover. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this team gels. Uh, I think Greg Popovich, as your head coach, has definitely got his work cut out for him to to get this team <laughs> to play together on on a short notice. You know, guys that just finished playing in the finals last night are, you know, on, <laughs> on a, a plane on a plane, plane already. There. Three of them. So yeah. you know, and Steve Kerr is one of the assistant coaches. I mean, I think you got. The, the coaches there to, you know, that can that can get it done, but it's just I guess one one surprise for me, I'm actually kind of surprised, gladly surprised, but uh that Kevin Durant's playing. You think so? I don't I, know. I, I, I'm kind of surprised. I, don't, I mean, I,
0: don't know. I think
2: he's
1: just a competitor. I, I think I, he is I, too, but it. I, I just, I you know, he's getting he's been in the league a while now yeah. and, you know, the the a lot Nets of these had guys such are opting out. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the Nets there was such great expectations for the Nets with the with the team that they put together and I, you know, and the injuries that plagued them going through the season and the, into the playoffs. I, 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 like I said, I'm glad he's playing. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little surprised. You think
2: have they made a longer run? He might've opted out. Maybe, he feels it, like he's got basketball in him still. Yeah. I
0: think, I think, I think for me, I think it's more of this is because if you look at this roster, like it's, it's Kevin Durant or bus kind right, of thing. Absolutely. Like he, he is the team. So I think he's played in two Olympics before this, and he really hasn't been like that—that that guy, you know. Yeah. He hasn't been. It's it's more or less been kind of LeBron show the last couple of Olympics. Like everybody looks towards LeBron as the right. leader of this team, and now with Kevin Durant, you know, made up of the the players that are on this roster, sure. yeah, Kevin Durant is kind of that guy. So seems I, to be a lot of
2: second tier guys on this roster, right. not the megastars, right? Like right. We've seen so in the so past. I think I
0: think I think that may have some. It may have something to do that you know he. He, he started to see, oh my gosh, all these guys are opting out, you know, I can really be that catalyst. I can be that guy. I can I can
1: I can you, pull this team you know, together and okay. I think
0: that might have something. I to
1: think do. if they do, like if he can and like I said, Popovich and Kerr can pull this team together, I think it's gonna be one of the biggest feats. If we can wind up winning a gold in men's basketball this year, I think we'll be pretty impressive because yeah, the short um, you know, red, window before window yeah. to get ready, you know, you got I agree with some of maybe some of the second tier players that you don't, but I mean there's still a lot of talent on oh, yeah. this no, team. No, absolutely, still uh, very very middle, good. Chris Middleton, players. obviously,
0: um, Devin what, what, Booker, what, what Drew Holiday. What do you guys think about the replacements like uh, Bradley Beal and, and I was and Kevin Love? Yeah. Absolutely flabbergasted. You know, I
1: like Javale McGee. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't expect that. Yeah. But I like him as a player. Yeah. He he's a he's tough. Right. He'll play defense. Yeah. yeah. He'll yeah. do the great, You know. He'll do he'll the come hard. Come in and get
2: your
3: garbage. You know, right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. So,
0: but, but, I, but I, how
1: do you not add Trey
2: Young, who has said multiple oh, times oh, he yeah. wants yeah. to be on this yeah. team? Yeah. I
0: think I think there was maybe a little bit of politics involved because oh. if you think think about it. Bradley Beal, you know, goes down. You know, he's not. He, he he's in the COVID protocols, not going to be able to play whatever. Well,
2: Pop got one of his guys. That's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: You know, Pop is the head coach. So, you know, he's already going to be looking towards, okay, who am I going to replace him with? Okay, I got a guy that's kind of borderline, you know, mm. maybe uh, Olympic guy, maybe not. But he's one of my guys. You know, I, I got to add him to the team. Right. And I think maybe that might have played a little cool. bit into it. But –
2: I, I don't – If Team USA is relying on those guys, right. we're
1: not winning the gold.
0: Right. Well, I, you know, you still they're, got – You got Jason
1: players, Tatum on there from yeah. the Celtics.
0: I mean, they're out from the, the Heat. Kevin Love the Kevin Love replacement, it, it – Kevin Love was a big question mark for me of why he was even on the team I, to begin with. I I, I couldn't I agree. agree more. And, and then yeah. you replace him with Javale McGee, which is another kind of question. I'm not saying Javale McGee can't you know right. Go I'm not, there I'm and, not saying these he, guys are bad. I'm just saying just, there are other I, I, options. I think you replaced a question mark with another question mark. Right. Um, right. Just because I don't, I feel like there has to be maybe a better power forward slash center than, mm. than Javale McGee. Like, yeah. have we really lost? like the true center position yeah. that badly that right. Jamal right. McGee is the guy you replaced. Well, like, and, you know, I, I guess know. another
1: guy, you know, Lillard's
0: going to play,
1: which I'm glad to see that. Yeah. Um, and then another one I was glad to see, you know, we talked about him early, earlier in our some of our earlier podcasts when we were talking about players to watch, and that was Zach Levine from the Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he had some great numbers this year. So, I mean, the talent, I think, is there. It's right. just going to be a, magic, a matter of – Getting these guys to gel. Is yeah, that,
2: and I, so I hadn't heard. Is Giannis playing for for his Olympic team? Or, I don't. I don't even I don't
0: make even make make Greece I don't think Greece is in it. I don't think.
2: I don't think they're in it. I was gonna say if they were, who does Team USA have to stop him? Right. Right. That, right. that would have been my question that, that, there. That was but.
0: my question when I saw the 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 Olympic roster kind of come out in the beginning hmm. was. Man, we are super thin at the big man right. spot. Like, like I said, yeah. when you got Kevin Love on there, like mm-hmm. I, I'm not taking anything away from Kevin Love. He's still, you know, a decent player. But right. like, there has got to be some better power forwards, you know, slash centers out there than him to to, to fill that mm-hmm. that void. And yeah, it, they would be. I think they're going to be in real big trouble if they have to go against a big, team yeah. when they have you know a, a bigger lineup i think and well it, you
3: you see what happened when they went against nigeria the big you know the yeah, big guys yeah.
0: they got put they pushed them around and, and, and i think you know talking about the gelling that dad was talking i mean usa two and two in their exhibition games right, you know right dropped,
1: and that and those were all guys that but I think they have a They've little... They've added more players since
0: then. Uh, yeah, I think they have a little bit of momentum now going into the Olympics. Right. They yeah. won their last They two, got their legs. Yeah, won, won their but, last But now two. their lineup's
2: going to completely change. Because yeah, three of the guys coming in are probably going to
1: be starters. Right, so so right. now your whole, your whole... But two of them are world champions. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's it's, it's got to give fast. you a little confidence. Right. Yeah. But they don't they, probably, don't they don't
0: get a easy... Fir- their very first games against France, who's you know a number, the number seven ranked team in right. FIBA, the FIBA ranking. Well, we'll continue
2: talking about the Olympics, though, and let's hope they don't go the same way as the U.S. women's soccer team is projected to win gold. Oh, wow. Went Our down and laid an egg, egg today. 3 <laughs> yeah. 0. Losing 3 yeah. 0 in their opening round match. Right. So they got a long way to go if they want to live up to that potential. Yeah.
0: I hadn't lost in 44 games yeah. and then you come in and don't even score a, right. a goal. Go, I mean, it be 3 nothing. Not, not a good start. No. Well, they've nah.
2: been too bu- I think they've been a little too busy
1: politicking for, yeah. for, for but, the money but, side of things and right, maybe right. not practicing as much as they should.
4: Right, right. Absolutely.
1: Um, my other sport that I'm looking forward to is take, coming back now after a 13-year hiatus. Women's softball and, yeah. and baseball, and baseball, baseball, baseball and yeah. baseball. Uh, you know, I, I think um, we've always been the favorite, and we've been a you know a, always put together a good team in softball. But you know, 13 years ago, we got upset by Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when we in 2008, we were favored to win the gold, got upset by Japan, three to one. I think the final score was, but. Um, you know, I think uh, I think our, you're going to see our softball team just walk through this competition uh, because yeah. I and think so- that, softball I needs think, this. I think it's, they got something to prove, mm-hmm. and, and I lo- and I love watching I love watching women's softball. Mm-hmm. It's a it's such a fantastic game to watch. Just yeah, it was big. Back a lot, in those a lot days. more strategy, Jenny Finch, and all that. Yeah. that was, yeah. Yeah. a lot, a lot more strategy involved
0: in when it comes to kind of softball, just right. because they don't you know they don't hit it out of the park like you know like the, the big you know like the men do. Right. Or, you know, it's the, there's a little bit more tactical you know mm-hmm. kind of scoring. Playing a lot of Small ball and right, right. you know,
1: move moving the bases, uh, base running, moving the runners over. You know, mm-hmm. playing for one or two Ste- runs. stealing bases right. and things
0: like that. Yeah, definitely a lot more strategy involved. But yeah. uh, so those
1: are my two sports. Yeah, but. yeah. yeah. That's think- something I saw.
2: Was coming this year. I don't know if it's been in the past. Was three on three basketball. No, first time. First so time. So, do you
0: know anything about who the Team USA guys are? Or, uh, or what's going well, on? Well, actually, that? the men's didn't qualify. Oh, really? Men's okay. didn't qualify. The women's, I I don't know who's on that. So, roster. are they
2: not the pros? Is, no, it, is it's just this, like random it, guys. It, it, because put I remember,
0: like the qualifying tournament that they had. Um, the the men's team. I, the only guy I do remember that was on that team, if you guys remember, Robbie Hummel yes. from, mm-hmm. from Purdue yep. Yep. was on that three on three basketball team, and, and I don't know how they selected the guys or right. how they decided who are the best three-on-three basketball mm. players, but, you know, I do remember him being on the roster when okay. they were qualifying, but they wind up not, not being able to qualify. Yeah, I, I were, didn't know much about it. I just saw yeah. it in my list of
2: things. Yeah. I, I know the professor over here would, would, would know about <laughs>
3: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So Terry,
1: tell me what you're looking forward to in the Olympics.
2: The two that I've always
3: liked. I'm not a huge boxing fan, but I, I love Olympic boxing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then
3: I I was like all the track and field. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's good. always yeah.
0: interesting to see.
2: Yeah, the U.S. is kind of falling behind there on the track with some of their guys being suspended and right, right and kicked out for some other issues, men and women. Right, so right. We'll, we'll see how they can really fare in, in, in track and you know, swimming swimming's another big one this year. You know, mm-hmm. with, right. With, always, with always pelts, a good one. Phelps being out, who's going to be that next American yeah. to step up? Will be interesting to see. Right. Got gymnastics. Can the can the women? Re uh, reclaim their gold from the yeah. past. Simone Biles, all that beach volleyball. Beach volleyball is right. always yeah. fun. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It is fun to watch. So yeah. that has been the long standing team of uh, Walsh and Jennings. Right. They, they weren't they weren't in the last one. Yeah, uh, and I think what was it Jennings, or was it Walsh? Well, whoever kept playing yeah. had a new partner. They. They just missed winning gold last okay. time, yeah. so yeah. I don't know if either of them are still still yeah, playing this I, I year or not. Yeah, I haven't seen the full roster of, of
0: that, that's who, always you know, who's fun to watch. But it's yeah, always a I good agree. Time to yep. watch. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of piggybacking off of dad's, you know, new sports being added and, and a little bit of mm-hmm. Matt's. but that that three on three basketballs being added. Uh, it's it's not really new, but it's coming back. Baseball and softball. Mm-hmm. Um, they've added now freestyle BMX. So you know, like almost like the X Games. You know, bike. You know, the bicycle right. kind of freestyle. You know, That's cool. and stuff. That's cool. Um, karate is now in the Olympics. Oh, wow. Um, skateboarding um, yeah, is now in the skateboard Olympics. Skateboarding is definitely worth watching for the Americans.
2: Yeah. they um, a lot of great skateboarding.
0: Now, now, a, now a sport called sport climbing, which looks like some kind of, like, competitive, like, rock climbing event oh, wow. of some sort and now also adding surfing to the mix. So I did
1: see that, but they said they're not getting any waves. Like, the waves are, like, underproducing yeah, uh, yeah, under right now. <laughs> yeah. so
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the surf is so they, like.
2: They didn't build a wave machine like they usually do for some uh, of that kind of yeah, stuff?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the surf looks like in Japan. Huh. I'm not a big surfer, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know if they That's are known for, you know, getting good waves in know. Japan. I don't know. I
1: just <laughs> I came across one of my news feeds at the... The, the waves were underwhelming, so yeah. I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah. But uh, two hundred and six countries competing in this year's Nice. Olympics, so, you know, Is be, that a record? Or? I, I don't. I don't know. It did, didn't and, say in the article I was reading, but uh, you know, that's that's a lot. I mean, it, that's a lot and of
1: hopefully, fun. it you know, it comes to fruition, and right. you know, there's. The, they isolate these cases that we've had so far, and everything goes according to plan. And, and
2: so. I was looking; America is projected to win the most medals. We're projected to win 96 medals with 40 golds. Okay. Uh, there are some other other countries that are that are close, but that that 96 is also down from our most recent. We had 114 in the last game. So wow. yeah. So uh, I mean, America's not projected to do as well as they have in the past. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah.
1: Let's go go, go go go! Real quick, um, we're just going to talk about the Yankees real quick, and we're going to do our blazing bets. Yep. Um, what's going on with the Yankees?
0: <laughs> They're a mess right now. Uh, I mean, where do you begin? That might yeah, be yeah, it's because uh, I, I, I don't think you can point to any one particular. There's just a culmination of a lot of different things because their offense isn't playing well. Their pitching is not is not doing is not what going well. Say, well. It, it's bad all the way
2: around. But the yeah. team's currently batting two thirty-six as a team with a three point seven eight ERA as a team. Yeah. They've only scored three hundred and fifty eight runs on the season. So yeah. I mean they they've got a lot of work to do if if they wanna want to get better. And and, and and their big free agent signings aren't paying off either. Kluber and Garrett Cole yeah. aren't pitching like they were supposed to. Right. Yeah, it's
0: interesting because uh you know the thing you bring up Garrett Cole because actually his first eleven starts, his batting average one ninety-eight, one point seven eight ERA. Gave up only five home runs and walked only nine batters. Then came ever the since, tack. ever tack. since the MLB started Cracked kind of down. cracking down, his last seven starts, four point one five ERA, ten home runs, and thirteen walks, and in almost half the number of innings pitched that in, in his first that, since his wow. first eleven starts. Wow. So, definitely something to consider there, and something that you know oh. may raise some red flags right. there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and to kind of piggyback then off of the you know the batting average thing, they're batting two thirty five with runners in scoring oh, position. Man. So even when they are getting the hits to get guys on on, on base, they're not driving man. in the runs. They're not yeah. they're not getting you know getting them you know across that home plate so, to make it. So, so do we think they're going to be sellers at this point. I I, don't, I really don't see them getting back
2: into
1: their race. Well, one thing before we before we get into that, one thing I always like to look at is teams payroll. Yeah. Um. They're second highest in the league behind the Dodgers. Yep. The Dodgers are paying $250 million this year. Yep. But they got a 61.5% win percentage. Right, right. Right they're getting what they paid. The yeah. Yankees, 200, they're in second, $204 million. They're only winning 53% of the time. So the, I wonder what the lowest the, payroll in uh, baseball is winning. Cleveland Indians. Okay. I looked it up. Yeah. $53 million, wow. and they're winning 51% there of their game. Right. So, you know... There's there's only eleven teams with a better average than the Indians as far as win percentage, mm-hmm. and they have the absolute lowest payroll yeah. in baseball. The league average is 130 million, uh, so you know at, at 250 for the Dodgers and 240, two, 204 for the yeah. Yankees. I you know it's that's ridiculous yeah. money, and you know. At, you know I'm not a pinstripe fan of the pin guys in pinstripes. Anyway, <laughs> right. it just I, I I think it's hilarious. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, it's it's kind of sad in a way too that you know these teams think they can go out and buy a team and then they they perform like this. But so, it's because they're not a team. Is yeah, the problem?
0: Right? R- real quick, make the playoffs. Don't make the playoffs. Don't.
1: No. No.
0: I I think they they don't. They, they, uh, all the analytics point to like a less than 20% chance of them making the playoffs. I I, I just don't see it see it happening. So I don't Blow know. Yeah. All right,
1: let's do our blazing bets real quick. Matt, why don't you lead us off? Yep. I'm
2: going with the, the Cubs Cardinals game tomorrow, 7:22 21 at 7:15 p.m. These two teams are fierce rivals and both are currently tied for third in the NL Central with uh, records of 47 and 48. Uh, they're close in most of our statistical categories, so I think it's going to come down to starting pitching. Cubs have uh, Adbert Alzale on the mound. He's 4 and 9 with a 4.59 ERA. The Cardinals are starting Kwang-hung Kim, who's 5 and 5 with a 2.87 ERA. So just going by the starters, I'm taking the Cardinals in this one.
3: All right, very good, Terry. What you got? Well, I didn't realize, and I apologize that this—I thought it was an eight ten game, so it's it's already started. So, <laughs> okay. but it's only like the second inning. All right, I all right. took I took Toronto over the Red Sox. Okay, I right. apologize. I thought it was an eight ten game. Yeah. I did. I didn't get the starters, but fifty eight percent of the money is on Toronto okay, right now. So, all right, all right. I did see Vlad's over for one. So, I, think,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I took another big rivalry out in the National League West: um, mm-hmm. the Giants and the Dodgers. First and second. 59 and 35 for the Giants 59 37 for the Dodgers. So, uh-huh. you know, they're battling out there. Um, Giants got uh, Webb on the mound. He's four and three three point five four ERA against Julio Urias. He's 12 and three three point seven eight. I'm gonna give this the edge to the Dodgers here um, for a couple reasons one Brandon Car- Crawford from the Giants on the ten-day injured re- injured list, mm. and he's leading in all their all he's leading in home runs, mm. um, average, and RBIs for the for the Giants. Uh-huh. However, the Dodgers have their home run leader and RBI leader, uh, Max Mercy uh, listed day to day. So, mm. uh, or Muncy, I'm sorry, Max Muncy listed day to day. So, but I'm still going to give the edge to the Dodgers in, in a close one. Uh, that's a ten o'clock game tonight out west they're both 6 and 4 in their last 10 games. So I mean they're it, it's really a toss up,
0: but yeah. put your money on the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, I got another game out west. I got the Oakland Athletics versus the Seattle Mariners. I actually got they're actually playing tomorrow, the first game of a four-game series, and they're the Athletics are sitting second in the AL West and the Mariners are sitting third in the AL West and only separated by a game or so. So this is going to be critical you know playoff race you know for for you know standings wise for both these teams but uh you know i i, I like um, i like the mariners here uh they're actually the underdog um yeah. so i like i like the mariners to take this one you put a hundred dollars on them you get 110 dollars. so nice you know i, I like the dog in, the, in this one
1: all right very good thanks colton
0: well guys that's uh that's all we got for this for this week.
1: Um, we're not going to do a show next week. We're actually taking a fired up family vacation <laughs> next <laughs> right, week. Yeah, so yeah. much needed vacation for the crew next week. So yep. we'll come at you the following week and look you know
0: look for the time and date. And uh, yeah, they, you know thanks for listening to Fire It Up with your hosts Colton Cowell. Rob Cal,
3: Terry Tackett,
0: Matt Cortis. We, uh, we, uh, we hope you enjoyed our episode this week, and um, you know if you want to hear other topics for future episodes or just have a burning sports question, feel free to reach out to us on, on Instagram. We are firedup underscore podcast, or you can find us on Facebook if you search for firedup comma sports podcast. And as always, if you head over to firedup1.podbean.com, you can check out all of our past episodes, You can find us on all the different podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, Spotify, all all of them, where you can listen to a podcast, you can find us there. So, you know, listen to some of our old episodes since we'll be off, you know, next week. Catch up on some, you know, episodes that you might have missed. send us your questions. Yeah, and then send us your questions. So, you know, as always, stay Stay fired fired up. up.